G'day Pickleball family, first thing to know, as shared on pickleball.com by author Jim Kloss, a look ahead to this week's PPA Desert Ridge Open. The next stop on the PPA Tour is in Phoenix at the JW Marriott, the PPA Desert Ridge Open. This one uses the traditional format with singles on Thursday, followed by mixed doubles on Friday, gender doubles on Saturday, and then Championship Sunday. Let's take a look at each event and the interesting storylines. In men's singles, the main story is the same one we will follow all year, the rise of the tennis players. No Jack Sock this week, but plenty of tennis converts looking to dethrone Ben Johns. The draw includes usual single stars, Christian Olshon, Connor Garnett, and Federico Staxru, in addition to Mr. Johns. Leading the charge of the tennis converts are Chris Horworth, Gabe Joseph, Arnik Lahani, and Jaume Martinez-Vic. The former tennis players have been enjoying increasing success in singles. Will they prevail over the pickleball veterans this week? Watch for the contrast in styles. The tennis converts use hard ground strokes and aggressive volleys. The pickleball veterans will mix in the cat and mouse game. Which style will win this week? In women's singles, the draw lacks Tyra Black and Catherine Parento. It will still be Annalie Waters against the world. Top challenger Leia Jansen will try again, joined by Paris Todd. Barring an unexpected upset, it looks like another gold for ALW. Mixed doubles features some new pairings to challenge the established pairs. As usual, the draw includes Ben Johns, Annalie Waters, Anna Bright, James Ignatowicz, Matt Wright, Lucy Kovalova, and Thomas Wilson, Vivian David. Riley Newman and Jackie Kawamoto give it another try. But the story here are some new pairs. The most interesting one to me is Federico Staxrud with Rachel Rohrbacher. Rohrbacher has been the most improved player in the last several months. Her power game has been impressive in women's doubles. Can she translate it to success in mixed play? Christian Olshon teams with Catherine Parento. This new pair should do well. A final new pairing is Leia Jansen and Jack Munro. The Jansen-Staxrud pairing did not live up to its billing. Will Leia have more success with a new partner? In women's doubles, the story will continue to be the emergence of pairs playing a blast ball. Continuous pressure on the opponents. Rachel Rohrbacher and Anna Bright are using constant hard-hitting pressure to challenge for the top spot. Will other new pairs employ this same technique and enjoy success? Megan Dizon pairs with Edda Wright. This is a pair which can certainly employ a blast ball strategy successfully. The new pair of Leia Jensen and Susanna Barr is another pair that could go full power. The strategy to use constant power, constant pressure is a successful strategy in women's doubles. It is essentially how Annalie Waters and Catherine Parento have played for some time. Wright and Rohrbacher have taken it up a notch. Others with the capability of playing a power game should follow. The older style of playing defensively, dinking and looking to counter is on the way out in women's doubles. The older style is exemplified by Lucy Kovalova and Kelly Smith. Despite these players being very talented, their style will not stand up to the young power players who are exploiting the new paddle technology to their advantage. Watch for the defensive style players to have trouble with the power players at Desert Ridge, just as they did at the Masters. Finally, in men's doubles, we have the same top pairs butting heads. Ben and Colin, Thomas and Riley, Deckel and Tyson, Federico and Pablo, Matt and James, Julian and Christian. No last names needed for these well-known players. Could any new pairs have success? It will be difficult, but one to watch will be CJ Klinger coming over from the APP to pair with Jaime Martinez-Vic. 
JMV has been steadily improving at doubles, proving he is not a single specialist. CJ has enjoyed success at APP and at the challenger level in MLP. Can he succeed at PPA? I think he will struggle with the vastly superior competition he will now face, but it will be fun to watch. And if you've made it this far into the update, please be sure to dink that like button and rate and subscribe on the platform you're watching or listening to it on so this and future episodes can be shared with and found by other fellow pickleballers. Second thing to know, as shared on pickleball52.com, pickleball going down a storm with 6,000 school kids in Kent, England. 6,000 primary school children have experienced pickleball since September, thanks to the brilliant work of Scott Tift and local partners in Kent. Scott is co-founder and head of community programs at Total Sports Coaching, which delivers PE, physical education, breakfast, lunchtime, and after-school sports provision at 25 primary schools across Thanet, Dover, and Folkestone. Scott, who is a longtime pickleball player at Baypoint Pickleball Club, started delivering pickleball sessions in 19 primary schools at the start of this academic year. One of the schools, Ramsgate Holy Trinity, has taken to the sport so wholeheartedly that they've hired Total Sports Coaching to run a morning pickleball club. 20 pupils attend regularly, starting their school day by playing pickleball, having breakfast, then heading to class. Some of those children usually struggle to get to school, so this is a great carrot for them to attend and sets them up for the day in a positive mood, said Scott. Scott plans to introduce pickleball at the seven other primary schools where Total Sports Coaching delivers PE and sport provision before the academic year is out. He also wants to deliver in local secondary schools. The great thing about pickleball is it's a new sport. There's no stereotypes and so no kids are put off, says Scott. If you do six weeks of rugby, you lose 30% of the girls immediately. If you do dance and gymnastics, you lose the boys. So this is open to all, which is why we're pushing it so much as a company. Schools employ us to run their PPA, planning, preparation and assessment time and PE provision so we can run their sporting activities as we see fit. We set up four to five courts on the playground at lunchtimes and it's an open invite for children to play and learn. The teachers get curious and come out for a hit, then chat around school gets going, parents get talking and that's where the buzz comes from. In addition to his school's work, Scott has established a pickleball academy at Bay Point Pickleball Club with separate sessions for primary and secondary age children. These have only just started, but already 14 children have taken part, many attracted by the buzz created by the school's program. Pickleball hasn't started entirely from scratch in the region. One member of Bay Point Pickleball Club happens to be a school head teacher and has run pickleball sessions on a marked out court in the school hall since around 2015. Sheena McLean-Bell, a local police officer and highly experienced pickleball player, is also leading a local multi-agency project to resurrect outdoor pickleball courts in Thanet and use them to run diversionary activities for young people who are at risk of becoming involved in crime and antisocial behaviour. Third thing to know, as shared on pickleballunion.com, pickleball with a cop draws large crowds to South Carolina Sports Centre. Virginia Acres Park in Aiken, South Carolina, experienced a, a substantial rather police presence on the afternoon of January 26. However, the reason was more to do with paddles than nightsticks as the law enforcement representatives were there exclusively to host a popular pickleball tournament. The Pickleball with a Cop mini tournament was a big hit and attracted numerous pickleball enthusiasts who enthusiastically participated in approximately three hours of friendly competition. The principal organiser of the event was Corporal Mark Blades, a representative of the Aiken Department of Public Safety. 
Blades, reflecting on his six years as a law enforcement officer, talked to Bill Bankston at the Aitken Standard about his past involvement in similar events. This is the first time that we've done something like this. Being a law enforcement officer for six years, I've done a bunch of what's called coffee with a cop, where you have a cup of coffee and you talk to civilians. Blades had actually played on a few other occasions at the park in uniform and pitched the idea of turning it into a community event to his fellow officer, Joe O'Connor, who also went along to the tournament. The objective, according to Blades, was threefold. To come out, get partnered up with somebody, get to know them a little bit, kind of bring down the facade of a police officer, let them know that we're just regular human beings like them and just come out and enjoy some pickleball, get a little exercise and some fellowship. The weather played its part with the mild afternoon temperatures in the upper 70s and only low humidity. Players buzzed around the outdoor courts, predominantly engaging in doubles matches, but also switching partners constantly to build community connections. Players paired up with officers for the event. Blades added, I think it's absolutely vital in my day-to-day -day life. I may have 10 to 20 inter interactions on a daily basis, but I might be the only cop they ever see in their life. So I try to make a point and make a connection and try to treat them very kindly. Blades also acknowledged the misconception that his presence might indicate a law enforcement matter, but emphasised the event's intention was to play pickleball rather than make arrests. It's a good time, Blades said. We just put a post on our social media. We made a little fly with the date and where to be, and all these people showed up. It's awesome. He put the attendance as being at least 40 to 50. One of the participants was Chuck Buchanan, also the local ambassador for USA Pickleball in Aiken County. He said the weather really cooperated. This was just a special way to foster community. This is really what Aiken Pickleball is all about. Buchanan also mentioned that the many different indoor and outdoor options available to local players. He also applauded the inclusion of so many young players in the ADPS event, dispelling the notion that pickleball is exclusively for retirees. He highlighted ongoing efforts, particularly through local schools, to introduce the sport to a broader demographic, including tons of young people. Pats up.